Live your life through their philosophies and you will live your life on their terms. Close your eyes and seek the knowledge that was within you the entire time. Do the dirty work and you will find your mantra. Remember, direct experience is the only experience. I pledge my allegiance to all that is highest. Through this source, all wisdom is possible. Seek it and it will come. All praise to the highest. It's match me time. Welcome to our new listeners and welcome back to our loyal listeners. We thank you for tuning in to episode 97 of the Match Me podcast. It's just me and Ebot in the studios today, so I have a lot of information that I got to get through. I feel like a Fox News monologue or any, any, CNN, CNBC, CNBC, whatever, whatever, all those other alternative news stations. I feel like, you know, the first opening monologue. I need to have a hard hit in seven minutes. I need to, I need to draw you in. I need, I, I need to make you feel the, the pain and the frustrations of Americans all over this, this great, great nation. But I'm not going to do that because we got some weird shit we got to talk about. I'm talking far out shit. And you're not, if you're not with the woo-woo shit, or we, let me, let me phrase that. If you're not with the, the new age hippie uh, type of philosophies, this may not be the episode for you. Tune into episode 96. Boogie will be back then. But in the meantime, Ebot, how has your week been? Pretty good. I've been been all right. It's a little weird doing a, uh, a solo episode again without without Boogie, but he'll be back next week. As Boogie's we... a great laugh track. Uh, he's, he is. He's a, yeah. Normally that's my role, though. But you don't laugh that easily, so it's kind of <laughs> hard. If I can get a laugh out of Ebot, I'm like, all right, I said something right. Like, this is gold. This may go in, our, in, the, in the Twitter. Boogie will laugh at anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my my week's been good. It's uh the slow march, the slow march to episode one hundred. I've, I've noticed it's a battlefield. Normally, we we the critics are saying that we're cranking. We've been cranking out episodes weekly, mm-hmm. but now as it slowly as it's gets so, yeah. there to episode one hundred, there's there people are talking. They're saying fool is he doesn't have a plan. He he's 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 recording slower because he doesn't have a grand grand, a grand plan yet. Okay, that could be semi true, <laughs> but there is there is some things in the work for episode one hundred. I'm not saying oh. it's going to be a blowout <laughs> spectacular, people. <laughs> 100 is just another episode. Yeah, I was thinking about There's tons of podcasts out there with over 100, 100, uh, how do you say, episodes. The only thing that 100 proves is that I stuck with it long enough. (laughs) Uh, Either I'm dumb or maybe something will happen. Who knows? A lot of the a lot of the critics are, are getting on me too. They're saying uh, he, uh, Ebot, the producer, doesn't have topics. And I was thinking, I was like, what are some, what are some cool grand like gesture things we can we can have full do for episode one hundred? And one of the things that popped in my mind was uh, was a tattoo. I know you're uh, you're what they call tatted up right now. I am so tatted and, yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe technically maybe speaking, I'm tatted and unemployed. I know there's tatted <laughs> and employed shirts, but those uh, tattoos do be expensive though. Yeah. I was like, maybe he'd be interested in doing a uh, some sort of tattoo now we don't have like a we have a logo but i don't know if you're still down with it like i mean we definitely have to you know get a couple artists out there yeah. to touch it up it's 100 episodes we got we're rocking with the same shit what would you think about a tattoo i, I have i wouldn't do it 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to do it. Why? I'm not. I'm not going to. Maybe 200. If I if this 200. goes to if I can get this if I if I have this podcast <laughs> going for four years, five years, yeah. maybe I'll think about it. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's a no. Right now, there's a it, there's a firm it's, no, it's firm a no. handshake. Okay. No. Yeah. If I could get a thousand DMs on Instagram <laughs> saying get tatted, yes, that's the only way. And how many do you uh, get now? Huh. Oh, not that many, not that many. But there's a few people I see you guys out there. The loyal yeah. uh, DMs, they're always in the DMs. And nice. I'm like, we got a uh, we got a solid base. You're saying we do fans. have a solid that's base. That's nice. A, a solid. That's all you need. A little family. But I need my family to spread the good word. I got a uh, I got an email the other day. Actually, like two days ago, it was from the. Uh, the hosting site that we use to upload our mm-hmm. our podcast to, I won't say it because we want people to go to iTunes. Yeah. But they sent me an email saying that we hit a certain milestone. I'll tell um, you it after the show. But yeah, it was a it was a pretty big number. We should be proud of good yeah. milestone. Yeah. There's a lot of people. The neighbor above me right now is break dancing, <laughs> bowling, not on playing basketball. It's going a great crazy. deal of noise going on right now. And I'm not gonna lie. I once I I walked out of uh, Plan B Studios to take a smoke. And I walk in, you know, there's stairs right right to the right of my door. And I see a pair of Jordans just like sitting there. I'm like Negative thoughts. Not negative thoughts. I'm just thinking I'm I'm just saying Jordans haven't seen that type of shoe around here yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm just joking. The, the slow infiltration. But yeah, something that hopefully they calm down up there. Yeah. But um we were talking about team tatted. I won't do it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna stop that. Yeah. Uh right now. Anything good happen throughout your week though? Uh not right now. I mean, the everything's starting to slowly open up. Obviously, all across America with this coronavirus. So I went to the That's, gym, uh-huh. and um, do you have to work out in a mask? It's weird. Yeah, it's like apparently you have to walk in with a mask, and you can work out without one. Mm-hmm. But the moment you like walk to a different machine, you're supposed to put it back on again. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing people, and this this drives me personally nuts. I don't know about you. Uh-huh. You're seeing people do the old, uh, I'm going to wear it underneath my nose, my mask under my yeah. nose, and that's good enough. And it's just like, dude, like. Because they're lifting, they're lifting you, that much weight. They're moving. I'm like, dude, this is a planet fitness. <laughs> like, it unless, maxes out at a certain There's number. only two situations where you can wear it like that. If mm-hmm. you wear glasses, because then bitches are going to fog up. Mm-hmm. Or if you mouth breathe. Yeah. That makes sense to put the mask over your over your mouth but not your nose but it's like you see people doing it and it's like i saw a funny picture uh, the other day first of day. all it doesn't it doesn't make sense because they're they're working out they're lifting weights yeah and then they got to put their mask back on they're not they washing their hands in the meantime so yeah. they're transferring whatever germs they had to that mask and they're putting right in the grill yeah so it, is that that's i don't know yeah. but go ahead go as you were but you bought, it's so you weird it's like i saw a picture the other day which is funny and they were saying like you don't you don't go pee and then put your underwear on right underneath your ball sack where your dick's still hanging out. Uh-huh. They're like, so why would you put the mask underneath your nose where like you're breathing? So you're a big masker. You believe that if you don't wear a mask in public, you should be called out for it. You're I one mean, of those people. I wouldn't say. I don't want to put out. you in that spectrum. Though, yeah, but, but I, I mean, I, think I believe people is, should wear it. it's it's the decent, courteous thing it is. Like, to, if, to do. If you want to go out and go to the gym and like start getting back mm-hmm. in shape, like dude, come on. Like, I seen I saw the craziest thing today. I was at Royal Farms. And there was this dude, and uh, I could tell he was annoying because anybody that's been to Royal Farms, you know that you got to use the machine to get to the chicken. Like you got, you just can't go up to the person ordering. Well, he went to yeah. right to the window, and he was really assertive. He was like, "Excuse me, I want this piece of chicken," and the lady wasn't having it. She was like, "Nah, you got to go ring that shit in." Or in simple terms, she said, "Go ring it yeah. in." 
But then he went to go pay his food and, you know, he's going to take forever to pull his wallet out. But what do you know? Once he pulls his wallet out, he's paying wallet out. He's paying with cash. Uh He starts to (laughs) lick his fingers to separate the cash. No. Yes. (laughs) And the cash register, poor, uh, I'm going to say immigrant type lady. No gloves. uh, Didn't say, didn't want to say shit, but you could just tell by the look on her. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Crazy shit happening. But I'm, uh, I believe you should wear a mask. Yeah. I I don't think they're taking away our freedom by forcing us or asking <laughs> us to uh, to wear a mask. It's not a really a big deal. Not to you. I'm a little surprised. Not at all. You being but a conspiracy theorist. We're going to do a little let's let's breeze through some current events happening right yeah. now. A big one is the school debate. They want whether or not these kids should go to school in the fall or maybe they should, you know, hold off on it or maybe they should do like the virtual type of learning or yeah. there's been some uh, school districts that are doing the modified schedule where they go in three days and they do like uh, a lot of you know online shit a lot of parents I've, I I I know they've been saying that uh, they actually fucking they want their kids to go to school they're oh, like yeah. I'm not no teacher pretty much they're fed up once oh, a kid yeah. hits five or six years old you the parent I don't want to say they stop they stop uh paying attention to them but the schools <laughs> takes over a good function yeah. of their their life yeah so they're mad about this they're not how, used to it how do you feel about what do you feel right now what do you do you think kids could should go back oh man to be to be a kid during this day i've i've been thinking first about of all like lucky lately. talk about the the most <laughs> the the best fucking snow day ever i was a big i was a big gamer like i played my my GameCube and all that stuff growing up. But, I, you know, I was still one to socialize and go out and, you know, mm-hmm. hang with the friends at the basketball court and stuff like that. But, like, now, oh, my God. If I was a kid, I would just be inside all day just jumping on video games. But I think at a certain point, these kids definitely have to go back to school. It doesn't make sense to have them learning from home. One, they're not going to. Mm-hmm. I saw, I heard, uh, I saw, like, a news article the other day about uh, schools saying that they're just, this year at least, that they're passing everybody. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like a pass fail, but like you literally have to go to the extreme of not doing your work to get uh-huh. failed. So it's like uh, these kids clearly aren't going to be taking it serious. Like they're just gonna not be- to mention that the, they, they, there's concerns about the the rising issue of kids that come from broken homes where they they need a sort of <laughs> adult figure to kind of check up on them to make sure things are going okay. Oh yeah, and I'm definitely. not I'm not saying kids should go to school. I, I don't really care. The only thing I'm annoyed about is the teacher's response to this. <laughs> What is that? They're like, I don't want to put my life in danger and stuff. Well, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. From the beginning of time, you put yourself on the pedestal saying that you were important. Yeah. You were, uh, you were, how do you say, an essential member. You were the doctor. Yeah. You were the lawyer. You were the, you were the surgeon. Well, the teacher. These teachers saying they don't want to go back. Yeah, it's like the exact same thing. I saw, you know how many And you want people... to get paid the same? First of all, no, no. Any other person has to go back to work. <laughs> the kids are going out. They're, they're living their lives. They have the lowest possible death rate. It's like 99. You, you got <laughs> literally, it's below 1%, the death rate for kids. Yeah, because they're healthy. They're young. They bounce back. But yeah. they're like, what about they're going to be, um, what are the, what's, what's that type of thing? Asymptomatic spreaders that yeah. spread it to their parents uh-huh. and their teachers. Well, they're like, and the teachers don't have like a, a plan or what they should do. Like, well, first of all, I don't give a fuck. Everybody has to put their little pants on and they got to go through this period of unpleasantry. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So first of all, I'm against these teachers union saying, no, we still <laughs> want the same funding. 
I don't know. I, I, I know too many teachers. I've had too much history with teachers that I will never <laughs> back their cause. Yeah. I will always go against the grain. You know a lot of teachers, too, like the yeah. gro- uh, going through college going through never college, becoming teachers. Yep. You know their personalities. I, so yes. Like <laughs> I, I'm not going to say they're – first of all, they're unhinged. Let me say this. I'll just un- completely unhinged. Uh, but I actually got to – we got to move forward because I got a lot of shit to talk about. But Ebot, g- coming to our first topic, have you ever heard of astral projection or astral traveling besides my intro episode yeah. in it? A while back, go listen to that too. Yes, uh, it was something along the lines of, I've astro-traveled across the linear spectrum of time. I've seen myself in a setting yet to be. Ladies and gentlemen, he still knows it. I still he know it. He memorizes all of them. I still know it. It it's kind of ruins all these songs we've been, gone through. 97, about 97 yeah. different songs, <laughs> give or take the five or so episodes. We didn't use an intro song, yeah. but... Every time I hear this song, I always just think of the intro in my head, and it ruins the incomplete song. <laughs> so every song, rest assured, people, every song I play during the intro, I fucking hate it. I don't. I never listen to it again. <laughs> Me too. I never. It's banned like... from my playlist, and I don't. I, I'm not a big musician person. I don't know when the newest songs are coming out. We do like ten takes before we finally get the one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You got to get the, you got to, it has to be smooth, Ebot. You listen to a lot of these other podcasts, they're just going to play the loud music. They're not going to, they're not going to uh, edit it slowly in. That's a little uh, deep cut for you guys. You, you got to know that. You got to go the extra mile. And people are like, well, fool, you, you can't make money off of it because the copyright claims. Yeah. Well, who cares? There's always those people. Who cares? <laughs> they're like, well, if, why? I hate those type of people. They're yeah. like, why do something if it's not, you're not going to make money out of it? Yeah. I don't fucking know. It's like maybe sponsors are in our future, but right now we're gonna play we're copyright cooling. music. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play the <laughs> shit out of this music until until we stop doing it. Then you'll know. Yeah, yeah we're getting money off this. But, but um, astro traveling, you yes. were talking about the only time I've ever heard of it, and I'm not even a fan of scary movies, but Insidious. I think mm-hmm. in one of those yeah. movies they start they start like astro traveling. They, they sort something. of talked yeah. about it, and that's what really got <laughs> astral traveling into the mainstream culture within these uh these few years but this is something that i actually looked into uh when i was younger uh back then i used to have uh i actually went out and i bought a book on astral projection yeah i read it in about 80 minutes <laughs> and then i went back and returned it because i was like nah Damn. I, I, yeah this is you, you know that paperback was all folded too you it, creased the covers and shit <laughs> there's some book listen they say never judge a book by its cover but if you are in a bookstore and that cover looks beat up don't read the book are you one of those people that like hang out like i I guarantee you're one of those people that start reading the book fully while no, in the store i, I browse through a few chapters if i'm yeah. driving it i'm driving with it like that's that's how that's how it is though but <laughs> i actually read up on it and I actually did it a lot when i was uh earlier i'm mean, not earlier when i was younger mm-hmm. i went through the whole uh stages there's not i'm gonna explain how to do it in a few though but yeah. Let's just say things got a little freaky. Um, uh, there came a point where I was constantly getting, I don't know if you ever had this, sleep paralysis. Ooh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've never had it happen to me. And uh, I don't know. It's when you're you're young, you're reckless, and you don't really think about <laughs> the, the, the consequences of your actions. People do this with drugs all the time. But it's also the same with this astral projection shit. Why is it reckless? Uh, listen, there's <laughs> a, there, it's a lot of, how do I say, woo-woo or new age type of um, thoughts on it. But Interesting, yeah. 
But I, I mean, at the, at, I don't know. I don't even know if our listeners know what actually astral actually, projection is. Honestly, I can't even. From my understanding of astral projection, like it may be the complete <laughs> different uh, definition you find, but actually look it up right now. But yeah. I feel like astral projection is sort of tapping into a, a, a different reality, a reality or dimension, a dimension that's like all around you. It seems like it'd probably be like one of those Eastern culture type of things. Um, well, look at it. What does it say? Um, so astral projection uh, or astral travel, as it's known, uh, is a term used to describe the intentional out-of-body experience, and it assumes that the existence of a soul or consciousness called an astral body separates from the physical body mm-hmm. and is capable of traveling outside throughout the universe do you want to read that long ass paragraph read the Uh, read that sentence yeah the idea of astro travel is ancient and occurs in multiple cultures the modern terminology of astral projection was coined and promoted by the 19th century theosophist it assumes sometimes reported in association with dreams and forms of meditation so it has to do with like dreams and it's separating yourself from your so you, uh, conscience. I don't want to say conscience because yes, you're going to be you like dealing a, with the unconscious. You have a soul. Yes. And it somehow separates you're able to leave your, yourself yes. from the body and move so, around the world. Yes. Crazy. And I actually, I'm not going to say, there was a few times where <laughs> I, I did do it. I did do it. And yet, wait, so you... I would assume you have to be. Well, it's said on the it's, 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 you have to it's, be dreaming. Or you don't no. have to be. It's not dreaming. It's it's med- more like it's meditate. more meditating your way to it. And wow. it gets the reason why I stopped is because I, I don't want to say I saw too much though. But <laughs> no. the sleep paralysis. It wasn't that it was a sleep paralysis. So like, you were doing the, the dreaming. Yes, then. yes, and they say that sleep paralysis is actually a step to get to the 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 uh, astral plane. But yeah. I was just having sleep paralysis. I was getting freaked the fuck out. I was having false wa- – I was waking up. <laughs> I was, thought I was awake. And then it would be like 10 minutes later and then I'd freak out and I'd wake up. And it was it was, it was was truly uh, weird. But before I tell you about how to astro travel, I have about five different methods to use. I'm just going to warn you, like I said in the beginning, this is a little dangerous. It is a little dangerous. Why? And you can be like, this isn't even real, fool. Well, if you don't think this is real, then why would the CIA have declassified documents about astro traveling? Well, they don't say astro traveling. They say r- remote viewing. Yeah. So and if anybody's seen that movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, it's about that. They believe <laughs> astro traveling and remote viewing is a little different. I've actually never uh, seen it. Remote viewing is when you take, they say you take a little piece of yourself and send it someplace else and you gather information. Astro traveling, or I say remote, that's a remote viewing. Yeah. Astro traveling is you send your whole body over there. To me, it kind of sounds like, have you ever seen a, Stranger a, Things? With uh, I've seen the first two seasons. Oh, how she can like see? I don't know. It see, it seems like that though too. I don't know. I don't really. I, that show's hard to you get don't into. Watch a that's teenager all. movie. Uh, uh, TV that shows. dude with the fucking long hair and whatever that kid with the hat turns you off. Yeah, it's just like, dude, come on now, because I see the life he's about to live. Yeah. Oh damn. But um, like I said, there is uh some problems uh that with um astro traveling. Mm-hmm. I would say the number one, like I said in the beginning, is sleep paralysis and false wake-ups. Yeah. Not being able to wake up is kind of scary. Um, astro, um, the astro plane is susceptible to your own thoughts. 
So by if you're have if you're an emotional person and you decide to take this journey on the astral plane, and if you're feeling negative, it will affect what you see and what you go through. It will lower your frequency, and with this lowered frequency, supposedly you're susceptible to uh, lower dimensional beings. Yeah, like, that makes sense though, because when I go to sleep, and if it, I don't know if this is for everybody, but for me personally, if there's something on my mind. I'll end up dreaming about that. So astral projection, maybe like if you're going to sleep, they say that you, you focus the, on. They say most of the time you're astral projecting, but you don't even know it. So you're oh, not. Okay. So that you, you're not. You're not waking up from it. There's a difference between lucid dreaming and astral projecting and all yeah. that shit. Um, it's all similar though. Okay. But another danger they said is um, you're also if spirits see you, you could be in danger. So the astral plane, like I said, <laughs> you're most of us are already in it. It's our unconscious soul. It's it's our sleeping soul. We're in a different world. Um, but if a spirit sees you, I guess that's a problem because they can follow you home. They believe. <laughs> they say no video game. Yes, they they actually believe that there there are demon entities and they're actually stronger than the human uh, soul frequency. Yeah. Um. They that's they possess you. Supposedly these demons <laughs> can possess you, and you'd be like full possession. Really, what is possession when you're getting uh, possessed by a demon? Yeah. Well, the demon's ultimate goal is to uh is usually for you to commit suicide or murder or both. Wait, the body, the actual the body demon or wants your you, soul that you're... The demon that is, I, I don't want to say possessing you, the ultimate goal, it wants you to commit suicide, murder somebody. It wants you to inflict pain or it wants you to be a tool to gather others to follow this sort of entity. Yeah. Um, they believe that um, if they can get, if a demon can get you so um, emotionally taxed at the end of your life yeah. and they take your soul... That it's like a Duracell battery. It charges them fuckers up. They feel they feel strong. So that's just a little uh, a little <laughs> dangers. That's just a little dangers of astral projection. Uh, I'm telling you now, if you guys don't wanna, if you don't wanna go a for, uh, forward with this, fast forward to like five minutes. Yeah, I'll be on. Is... I'll be on to the next topic. But okay. for the brave and bold, those who wish to march forward into the unknown of the pursuit of knowledge, remember, yeah. people, knowledge. It's not free. You got to go through the ringer. You really have to go through it to get to it. Pay your dues. You have to pay your dues. It's weird. Why? So what you just told me right now is you're saying that the the, the demon entity is trying to take control of you again. Mm-hmm. So why would you even want to ask to travel and leave your body then in the Supposedly first place? Supposedly the pleasures. You can see anything. <laughs> You can see. Oh, okay. I'm gonna tell you some far out thoughts. I, I'm not. I have a, like That's my like writing. That forbidden yes. fruit type shit. You're yes, saying. it is. <laughs> it is. It is weird. But like I said, fast forward if you don't wanna. If you don't wanna listen to these people, I don't blame you. But there are five techniques that you can actually you yourself at home can astral project. Um, they're all pretty similar in nature. Uh, most of them involve meditating. Mm-hmm. It involves being so relaxed in that pre sleep state. Um, so the first one is the most uh, common, or they say the most effective, is called the rope technique. And this one is pretty simple. You go to sleep at night, you have to make sure everything in the room, it's quiet. No computer monitors, no fan, no uh, miscellaneous sound. Ebot likes sleeping with the white noise. Uh, none of that. It has to be quiet, pitch black, and you have to be closing your eyes on your bed, lying on your back facing the ceiling. You none of this on your side. None of this shit. That's just uncomfortable. 
it's it's it, i guess it's, it's a, a it's, it's easier so <laughs> like i said the rope technique this one's pretty easy this technique uh requires you to lie on your back close your eyes and envision a rope being dropped from your ceiling and you so you grab that rope and next you just you just keep envisioning one hand over the next hand climbing the rope just keep envisioning yourself climbing the rope in complete darkness that's the only thought in your head no other thoughts you keep imagining that keep imagining your hands and uh, keep keep climbing that that strong invisible rope you have to be so relaxed you have to be peaceful but they say as soon as you start feeling vibrations you may feel the rope start to sway like you're on a helicopter and it's like what the fuck you this is important once you feel the vibrations that is your body telling you that it is ready your time you're you're ready you're ready to make that jump out of your body the vibrations are the key and this is where i always got caught up the vibrations as soon as i felt the vibrations i opened my eyes Boom, I was sleep paralysis. Demon in the corner. I'm freaking the fuck out. Yes. That. So as soon as you feel the vibrations, like I said, all all the techniques are similar in nature. You have to get your body so relaxed that you start to feel your body tingle. And that with that vibration, you imagine yourself walking out of your body. That's so weird. Sleep paralysis is so weird. Have you ever had it? No, I've, I thank God I've never had never it. If you fail at your astral projection, you're, you're going to be thrown into sleep paralysis. Yes. Where somehow, okay, so there's demons in astral projection mm-hmm. and there's demons in sleep paralysis. It's just, to it's me, the it same seems pl- like a playing field. Like I said, the, the, the <laughs> sleep paralysis. It's like a lose lose situation. Technically, your body is already going through the sleep paralysis, but you, you, if you don't open your eyes, it's kind of like a confirming your reality, which you oh, see. Yeah. If you don't open your eyes, it's not like, so that's what they say close your fucking eyes. Um, the next technique is the watch yourself go to sleep technique. Um, this technique, like the first one, requires you to sleep on your back, facing the ceiling. Uh, before you go to sleep, you need to tell yourself that you're going to watch yourself sleep, that you are going to observe yourself sleeping. Yeah. You have to do this for a while until, again, you start to feel those vibrations. And like I said, the vibrations are the key to the door. Um, you may also even hear a buzzing sound, a, a sort of uh, like a, be- a a fly in your fucking ear. And once you do this, you visualize yourself floating above your bed, floating away. It, it's weird, people. It's weird. So uh, how far did you ever get in this process? You said I'm saying I, I I can't confirm without a doubt that I astro traveled, but I can confirm that I I I. Uh, I remote viewed that I saw I, I traveled to a place where I could see myself yeah. walking through a city. I'm, I'm, it was like 1930s Europe. Yeah. It was weird. It was the cars. It was a small city with with people outside. Of, it was weird. So why did you stop then? It's you wake yourself up. You're conscious. You're you're con- you're fully conscious. So if you go like and like I said, your thoughts, your emotions, they affect your your trip. No. So I'm saying so you. So this is recent that you've been doing. No, it, this though, I right? haven't done. Like I said, I got I got scared. Oh, okay. I, 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 this is I, it's been about four or five years that I ever attempted yeah. this, and I'm not I'm not going to. Honestly, I feel like because I have these Apple AirPods that do like the noise canceling. Yeah. Would that do you think that would help to so, get you? Yes, in that it place? could help. But there's also a thing. Ebot, go on YouTube right now and look up binary beats. There's actually things on. Uh, uh, there's actually like a, I guess you could say playlist 
on YouTube where if you listen to this sort of beats that it helps you put you into a, a astral projection readiness. Do any of these look like something? I have no idea. Play one of those. I'll just play the top one. So you listen to something like this. It helps It helps you... Oh, actually not this. Actually, no. fast forward this a little yeah, bit. Let me... Yeah, so you listen to something like this. This is too much Billy Elliot piano. I don't know. This is, is that's too much though. But it's 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 so like a waterfall. Like... It's not a waterfall. It's it's something so much simpler. It's a high pitch frequency. They use frequencies to help you, like uh, white noise. Yeah, helps. sort of like a white noise to help yeah. you induce it. <laughs> um, but the next one is called the uh, Monroe technique. Um, like I said, the first most important step is to relax your body. And then uh, you try to go to sleep, but you don't go to sleep. Uh, and it's a lot harder than you expected. Um, if you can try... Hold on, I don't even know where the fuck I'm at. So if you can't do that, if you can't like go to sleep and not go to sleep, they say the simplest yeah. method is to look through your eyelids. Close your eyes, Ebot. Oh, it's a little light in here, though. But if you close your eyes and look through your eyelids, it is a vast darkness, like space... So close your eyes and imagine you just traveling through that. Um, and yeah, you just close your eyes and you just imagine yourself traveling through that darkness and then the vibrations come. Like I said, they're all the similar. Uh, the next one is out-of-body experience from lucid dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, lucid dreams is uh, is when you're aware that you are in a dream. Yeah, It's not the same thing as being... Uh, astral traveling. Yeah, I've I've done that maybe twice in my entire life. So they say if you are a lucid dreamer, it's actually a lot harder for you to astral project because you're ready. Damn your it. body is in a sort of mindset where you you know this way of mm-hmm. of dreaming. Yeah. So um, it just makes it so you're more likely to stop. Yes, but they say once you lo- if you're lucid dreaming, instead of knowing that you're dreaming, and you uh, as soon as you know that you're dreaming, you usually wake up. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Just think of, they say, think of a beautiful place. Yeah. As soon as you know you're dreaming, it's important that you have to change the dream. You have to, you have to, to force yourself out of the body. Yeah. And I know I'm losing a lot of people to this fucking, this <laughs> no, boring ass. To me, it's interesting. I'm okay. sure the listeners think that. Too. So this last one, which is kind of the weirdest, is called the displaced awareness technique. So this one is, uh, you close your eyes, you get in your trance uh, position on your back. And um, you envision on your back your astral body flowing over your sleeping body on the bed. Imagine it flipping. Imagine you being in that body flipping over and over and over like you're in a uh, the zipper type of, you know, those little. Those <laughs> Classic little, carnival rides. Yeah, carnival rides. <laughs> Just imagine your body flipping over and over and over. And during this, because it makes you dizzy, you're, dis, uh, you're not aware of your... Uh, of your surroundings and it helps induce the vibrations. Yeah. So all these techniques are basically about inducing the vibrations you need to get to the astral plane. Um, like I said, remember it takes, it takes, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's not something you're going to learn overnight and just do it. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of theories out there that you can induce it through, uh, to put in a tobacco patch on, uh, yeah. uh, what is it called? Nicotine, nicotine patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, shit like that, and smoking weed <laughs> supposedly <laughs> helps. The brain's crazy, is it? Isn't it? It it, it is. It's, it's like ridiculous. But you think it's crazy? You think it's crazy? What I said is crazy. Just mm-hmm. I, I went through the forums. I went on the the online community of Astro Projection yeah. 
yeah. travelers. And they actually said there's uh, some things. If you, by the miracle of God, somehow astro travel, astro project, there are things that you need to know that you need to stay the fuck away from. One of the things they said is you need to stay away from like any high voltage or uh, pa- power generating stations. So think of if you're astro traveling and there's a large ass uh, 5G tower right next to you, <laughs> stay away from that because it draws you in. It sort of draws your your your, your soul body into that. Um, the next thing they said is uh, you, you need to stay away from any cemeteries, uh, battlefields, anywhere that a violent death took place. Um, like I said, your body is susceptible to all emotions when you're astral traveling. So if you're traveling over a cemetery, you're going to be like, oh shit, that's sad as fuck. All those people, and it draws you down. It draws you into yeah. that that low frequency. And the last one, which I thought was the most far out there one, is they say, and there's, there's a lot of people corroborating this on the internet, and you'd be like, fool, it's the internet, they can say anything they want. But they say, stay away from the ultra-security military bases. <laughs> supposedly, <They're> on <laughs> supposedly on the astral plane, the military has already in, uh, infiltrated this, and they have bases. Yeah. Um, they say that um, if you get too close, too close to any of these bases, an, electro, an electromagnetic uh, they have electromagnetic magnetic. I can't even say the fucking word. They have electromagnetic. Mag- <laughs> Damn, son. So can you say that word for me? Electromagnetic. Yeah, countermeasures. Yeah. So they have a thing where they they can just deny you the entrance to a building. Why would you want to go in though? If you wanted to go in, it kind of pushes you away. And yeah. another one that I thought was the most far out one is they have an electronic uh, trap where it traps your your frequency and yeah. and and it forms like a sort of containment room yeah. and they supposedly they use this for astral spies I'm imagining yes. some like butterfly net that they just catch you in yeah cuz uh, they have to be able to identify you though right all i'm saying is the cia knew about this because they did fucking remote viewing you could look look up remote viewing right now on the internet <laughs> you're not even going to do it ebot cuz you know to. i'm saying there is yeah. it's true Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be like Alex Jones. But look at the documents. I got the documents. You can believe me whether you want or not. With I'm just the military, saying. Dude, anything they say they're anything. 50 years. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, in the in the 60s, they were already exploring. You know, LSD and all mm-hmm. that stuff. They knew. You know, the side effects. You know, the benefits, the the cons, the detriments, all that stuff. It's it's crazy. Talk about they know the forbidden knowledge, and that's that's crazy, people. <laughs> That is crazy. But moving past this, uh, last week I said I was going to talk up more about mythology, uh, give you a mythology (laughs) lesson. And this week I thought, hmm, what will be the best uh, uh, mythology lesson I can say? Well, I'm going to start with the short people mythology. Did you know that was a thing? Those mythologies for people of short stature. And you're like, fool, why are you talking about this? Well, I need to talk. I said I was going to talk about the short people conspiracy people. It's going to be a two-part episode. I'm just going to tell you the ancient history of what humanity thought of little people. We're talking about it because it affects 100% of the people in this room right now. (laughs) Yes. And I'm not going to tell you the entire short person conspiracy because it will literally be just an echo chamber of me and Ebot agreeing with each other, being like, yeah, that's fucked up. So I got to wait for Boogie, who's like two inches taller than us, to maybe disagree with us. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going to talk about the short people mythology. I'm down. I'm down. 
uh, one weird thing I saw, um, supposedly Native Americans, they were really big into uh, little people. They believed that uh, there were tribes of little people that lived in the woods, sand hills, and sometimes in the rocks of large bodies of water. So like living in, like on, on the side of a cliff. Yeah. Um, they, be- they believe that little people were, they had a loving uh, and playing pranks type of nature. But they also thought some they're weird trolls. Shit. Yes, they're yeah, they trolls. they were like, oh, they're here to you know laugh at. <laughs> but they also believe that little people uh, create distractions that cause. Ca- like that's the thing; they're a prankster. Yeah. They think they're uh, mischievous. <laughs> um, and some actually Native American tribes believe that some little people were actually gods. To be called a god to my short kings out there. To be called a god, <laughs> we salute. You. Yes, we salute you, Native American tribes. <laughs> Um, fuck. Now, why would they be gods, do you think? I have no idea. I didn't look that into it. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'll but, be a uh, god. That's fine. Yeah. it's uh, And so I'm going to talk about some different types of uh, short people mythology. Some people know of it, of these these creatures, or yeah. I don't want to say creatures, because short, all short people are the same as a person that's 6'8". It doesn't matter how tall you are. It's about the heart in you. It's about the heart bump. Up. <laughs> I'm fucking rumbling, rambling. I'm interested. This All right. is, so we're going from Greek last week. It was like Greek and North so, mythology. So this is North North Americans pretty much thought they're mischievous. They're they're little creatures and yeah. all that. Um, did you know that gnomes are considered mythology? I did not actually. So these creatures were thought to be prudish women in their their past lives. And now they spend all eternity looking out for a prudish woman. So basically, they're like the the patron saint of cock blocking. They're 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 out there looking out for the uh, prudish girls. I didn't know that. I literally I thought they were just wore a red hat and chilled. I didn't know that they were fucking all the girls on Tinder. If you're not yeah. six foot and above, don't message me. <laughs> they're looking out for them. So another one, dwarfs. Yeah. You've heard of this uh, phrase. So dwarfs are a human-shaped entity that dwells in the mountains, and they are associated with wisdom, mining, and crafting. So it's a little weird that we call uh, actual little people dwarfs. Like like they want to be called a magical creature who's, who's filled with wisdom and, and loves mining and crafting. Uh, another one, Christmas elves. They're pretty much fucking no. slave labor for the fat the fat man. I'm not even gonna lie. Santa himself. Yes, Santa himself. Another one. Uh, can you pronounce this? It is a Karzal It is uh, Slavic. Slavic. Is that Slavic? Slavic. Slavic mythology. Uh, supposedly, they live in mines and are the, they are the guardians of gems, crystals, and precious materials, metals. Mm-hmm. The one I thought was the weirdest is the. <laughs> The palm barrow of the uh, Garani mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, no surprise here; they're mischievous, <laughs> but they are said to capture particularly uh, ungrateful girls and force them to kiss them and force them to have sexual intercourse <laughs> with them. Oh, it is said in their in their culture that babies <laughs> that are born ugly and hairy, well. They let your fucking wife probably got a, a visit from one of these <laughs> palm barrows, whatever they're called. 
<laughs> so it's weird how all of a shit ton of and I could have read literally fifty other fifty other myth uh, short people. I guess you could say mythology cre- uh, stuff. Yeah, but it's all the same thing. They all have the same beliefs about short people. They believe that somehow maybe they're filled with wisdom. Maybe they're mischievous. They like raping girls, short people. You know, yeah. fuck them. Short people are filled and, with and they love pre- they love protecting precious <laughs> metals and jewels, leprechauns and and elves and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying I'm is, think about this, people. Think about what society tells about. The next time you make fun of someone who's short. <laughs> First of all, if you if you take anything from this mythology lesson of the day, is don't call uh, little people dwarves. And I'm not talking <laughs> little people me. I'm talking about like, actual little people. Yeah. Don't call them dwarves. That that seems like a term that could be canceled mm-hmm. very shortly. Hopefully soon. Hopefully very soon. soon. <laughs> what time are we at, Ebot? What were that, like 40? All right, so this is pretty much the last topic I have to talk about today. Nice. It's, it's a little it's a little weird history. Were you a fan of history? Were you growing up? When you were in school, what what subject in school did you enjoy lo- yeah. learning the most? Well, in? first of all, obviously, if you didn't say gym was your number yeah. one favorite class. You're, you're a pansy. Yeah, you're probably a nerd <laughs> or somebody. You're a dwarf. But no, number two, clearly. Fucking Pombero. I loved me some history. Social, yeah. I guess social studies is what it was called. But It was like, damn, we fucked up how many people at the Battle of Antinum? <laughs> <Yeah>. Whatever. <laughs> that was, yeah, history I'm totally down with. But what do you think of uh, Benjamin Franklin? Do you think he's a genius? He's is a founding father. He is. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hold him in some high regard for that. Being a founding father, you know he he's he recommended us having the turkey as mm-hmm. our uh, as our national what mascot or something. A little but far he, out there. He was actually you know pretty smart too, and sort of a ladies' man. I heard. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just gonna say. Turns out he was a fucking whack job. Okay. He was a fucking. Not, or let's think about. It. Not only did he put his uh, a kid out there to hold a fucking kite and a key to get shocked. Yeah. From electricity, <laughs> um, this man, and you're not gonna believe it. He wrote a fucking article. Uh, I guess you could say a New York Times piece about farting. <laughs> And it's actually you could look at it, people. It's called "Farting Proudly" by Benjamin Franklin. It was the New York Times uh, back then? I, I don't. I have you're, no idea. It wasn't New York similar, Times. He, similar. yeah, he put an article about about farting, <laughs> yeah. and this shit was. I, I read it uh, earlier today, and it was fucking. It it was it was pretty uh, wild. In the article, he's talking about how <laughs> farting is is it's natural. So why haven't we, as a progressive society, found a way to make farts smell better? Yeah. So in in this article, he is literally he is pleading. He is asking scientists, physicians, anybody (laughs) to find a way that we can make farting smell good. Because if you hold your farts like what he said in the article, it's going to hurt your body. It does. Which he does as a point there. He's not that crazy there. When I go to work. Well, well, when I'm actually going to the office and not teleworking, but I, I hold I do not go to the bathroom. If I'll go number, I'll go number one. I'll take a pee, but I will never, unless it got an absolute emergency, I will never go number two, unless I'm at my own house because I don't want people yeah. to one smell it, and I don't want people to hear any noises. Uh-huh. So I'm down with what he's saying. He, this is a man who was like three, what, so, three hundred years ahead of his time. Hey, I mean, he he was pleading <laughs> with these scientists to uh, find a way that we could mix some sort of drug in our food yeah. to help when we eat it, so that when we fart, it smells like. His words, his exact words. When you when you fart, it smells like perfume. Like that's a quote. Yes, no, he he wanted perfume farts. I'm not even gonna lie. 
weird, right? Yeah. And you and you think Benjamin Franklin? Well, one weird thing like doesn't you can't discredit the, <laughs> yeah. what the man did his entire life. Yeah. Well, no. As soon as you thought <laughs> Benjamin Franklin couldn't get any more crazy. <clears throat> This man drops a fucking article about why men should sleep with older women. Yeah. What he believes. And he gives seven reasons. I'm actually going to go through his seven reasons of why young guys should sleep with older women. Yeah. His first reason is they are more knowledgeable of the world and their minds are better sorted with uh, observations, which make better conversations. Fact. That sounds, that makes sense. Uh, and his number two reason was when women cease to be handsome, they study to be good. They learn, they learn to do 1,000 services, small and great, and useful of all. So they, uh, once sense. their looks fade, they, uh, they find something else that makes them better. If there's one thing that it, women he know. Says that, uh, he says that older women are the most useful of all of your friends yes. for when you get sick, they take care of you. That's what I'm saying. If there's one thing women know, it's that they have an expiration date. Their looks will fade. This may get you canceled, Lee, but <laughs> and they need to put that all that extra, you know. A lot of people would say this else. is little man rage coming out <laughs> on the women. No. no, ask any woman. They know that at a certain point, they need to either have a have a person, have a spouse or something, or have or someone be fucking Bulber Walters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah or or you're super, you know, popular and yeah, Bulber or Barbara Walters. All right. So his number third, his third reason of why uh, young dudes should sleep with older women, he said, "There's no hazard of having kids. Their their uterus is dried the fuck up." This it's man not... is three for three. He's All right, three for three. So his number four reason is they have more experience, and they're more likely. Uh, you're uh, they have more experience in life, and you're more likely to be forgiven if you have an affair with an older woman. Yeah. They're going to the, supposedly he said society will actually look better upon an older woman having an affair with a younger guy than a guy having an affair with a younger woman. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> you be the judge. Uh, his number his number five reason, which I think is the most far out, is he says every pretty much he says everything feels the same down there. And no BS, no BS. He literally said that everybody go look up fart. What is it? Fart proudly by Benjamin Franklin. Franklin. Frankly. Frankly. <laughs> Yeah, far proudly by Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Uh, his number five reason he said is it all feels the same in the dark, right, um, like and no sex. BS. He said you can have you could put a basket over a woman and it works. This man was literally talking <laughs> about putting a bag, but he's talking about putting a basket. Wildest shit. I will say there's there is slight di- there's differences. You notice differences, but he's he's not too far off. I mean, at the end of the day, you're sticking your. This man your, was your the biggest bro in history. Yeah. Can we? Can we? We're gonna we're gonna. Agree to that. His number six reason is the sin is less. If you, uh, he says, debauching a virgin may ruin her and it may make her life bad. Yeah. She'll be attached to you. She'll stalk you. That's what he says. Um, His number seventh reason is he said, if you have uh, a relationship with a young girl, you're going to be miserable. He says you're going to be miserable because you're going to think about... Hold up. Let me read this a little bit. Oh, he's saying he's just basically saying how a young girl is going to make you miserable because you're going to reflect more on yourself. He says having an older woman 
is going to be having somebody that agrees with you. It's a yes man. Yeah, it's a- she's like she's more mature. She's probably going to have the same you know thought mentality. So do you think the same of Benji Franklin than what I've just said? <laughs> if anything, it seal it seals the deal. This man should be on the mount. I don't know why. Well, obviously he wasn't a president, but he should be on the Mount Rushmore of you know of people that had a great. To me, I don't know, based on what you just said right now, he had a great impact on You're American saying farts society. to smell good, and here's seven reasons to bang older There's like bras. five. Yeah. Five out of the seven, like, this man was spot on. Damn. I'm thinking right now of, like, you know the John the John Lennon song, like, mm-hmm. you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. He, this man, Ben Franklin, I'll go out on a limb and say he was ahead of his time and probably, for the most part, correct. So what do you think? What do you think of this episode? A little far out there. Is it one of the most far out episodes we've done? It, we did tell we do we talk about yeah. a lot of diverse topics on the Match Me podcast. Yeah. Uh, I hope to continue this trend of putting information. I want to. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I want to give you information that you won't get from nowhere else. Yeah. And it may be information you're like, what the fuck is this? I can read a BuzzFeed article <laughs> and shit. But yeah. that's that's the mission statement of the Match Me podcast. We just want to give you some weird entertainment to help you break out of the hypnotic days. So this wraps up episode 97. Uh, Boogie will be back for episode 98. Yes. Ebot, do you want to give any departing thoughts to the listeners of this episode? Uh, nothing nothing for me. I had a good time. To me, it was a good episode. Will, well, are you going to astro travel? Knowing I mean, the I dangers. Straight into that, I'm going to when do I, the, Did you um, notice the fear in my eyes when I was saying there was danger to doing this? <laughs> Well, all week you've been telling me about the, the, the topic coming up, and I was like, this man, you know, he's he's definitely into it, and he, he seems to be knowledgeable. So I knew that you had something something to talk about. And to me, since you obviously haven't done it recently, there's... I you think know, I was I'm just gonna, a pussy back in the day? I don't day. think I'm going to dip my toes into that. I'll do the, uh, was it the lucid dreaming? Uh-huh. I may get back into that. You want to have some sex dreams? If you want to have a sex dream, people, <laughs> don't do any of that. Don't astral project. Take three melatonins. Yeah. And you are a yeah, staunch. Yeah, yes, I am a believer. In three. three melatonins make you have a, a sex dream. <laughs> a wet dream. Do it yourself, people. <laughs> Eba, any departing thoughts? We'll keep our uh, our ear to the uh, to the community, the feedback to see if people are down with the uh, the astral travel and all of these uh, these uh, mythology and stuff that you've been talking about today. And uh, we may continue with it. But other than that, yeah, leave a comment, rating. And that's all I got. All right. We thank you guys for listening to this episode. Like Ebot just said, go leave us a nice uh, rating on Apple Podcasts. It, it really helps us out. And go follow us at our Instagram at Match Me Podcast. Um, don't forget, people, clean out that car. Get those blunts and uh, uh, beer cans out of your car because even if you're astro traveling, driving with <laughs> blunt guts and beer cans, the astro police will pull you over and they will take you to astral, astro, whatever you call it, jail. Peace, motherfuckers. Peace.